time on the lords of grantham podcast we talked pole dark season four episode seven in that episode ross he shot and killed a man uh, in a duel and that was adderley uh that upset demelza so much that she ran away from ross and left him alone in london meanwhile elizabeth is pregnant and you know george is expanding his political power and uh, Morwenna, she left Wentworth's uh, family and she's on the run. And we'll pick up on all those threads and more this week on the Lords of Grantham podcast. And just like that. It's the end of season four of Poldark. How you doing, Corey? I'm doing better some of the, than some of the characters in this episode. I'll tell you that much. Well, I think that's a safe thing to say, generally. <laughs> yeah, the end of the season came up fast. This season really flew by. Yeah, it doesn't feel like two months of our lives have been dedicated to this. No, but it does definitely feel like we haven't seen Thali in a while. Where is Thali at? That's true. We get a uh, we we get a uh, murderer's row of appearances in this episode, and and also where's um the captain? Yeah, Blamey, where's he been? Francis know. is long dead; like he has no more family grudge for stopping him from going to Trenwith. That's true. The the Thali thing is strange though, because last we saw was him getting drunk and in a fight on the beach, and then and then him saying, "Okay, I'm going to find me like an honest woman. I'm going to figure this out." And we haven't seen him since. <laughs> like maybe he's he on got a journey. Married. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, before we dig into the rest of the episode, though, we should uh, keep tabs on what's going on in the real world outside of it. And all I really have to share is one other piece. But one one thing I want to share is that uh, Demelza Eleanor Tomlinson uh, made the Daily Mail this week because she was seen sipping beer, uh, watching rugby. <laughs> Great, and and that that's all you need to know about that. She she drinks beer, people, uh, and her spouse plays rugby. Great, yeah. He's actually he's younger than her. He's twenty seven to her th- age thirty. She's only thirty. Uh, she's only thirty, and she jumped to her feet to celebrate uh, when the her husband's team won. So there you go. Cool, and there's also the the, the disclaimer news. <laughs> They gave in. You know, we, we talked last week about Judy Dench saying they should add warnings to these episodes saying that what is about to follow is fictitious by and large. And they're doing it. They're going to add tags to each episode saying this may not be exactly how things happened, if you couldn't tell that already. <laughs> I hope they, they, you know, the crown is too uh, regal to get like hokey about. Mm-hmm. In, in tongue-in-cheek, but if they were to say, like, obviously, this is fictionalized, just, just lean into it a little bit. Yeah. And the funny thing is, though, is it's still going to get a whole bunch of awards and everything. As long as it's well-acted and well-mounted, it's going to get a bunch of awards. It doesn't matter what they make up and say about the royalty. They're going to mm-hmm. get their flowers. It doesn't matter. And that trailer, is that, is that trailer new as of our last recording, or was that... Yeah, it looks pretty bleak this season. You know, it starts with, like, a... a building burning it looks like in the beginning of the beginning of the trailer um yeah 
It is weird for us to cover a show that's set in the 90s. <laughs> How are we going to We actually have some kind of cultural frame of reference for what's going on. We were kids, but we know what was going on. Yeah. And the plot thickens a little bit with uh, Judy Dench because apparently at one point she was in talks uh, to be on there uh, to play the Queen Mother at one point. Going so far that she actually met the production team. Uh, Sour grapes. Sour grapes. I think that may be it. She got left out. (laughs) So now she's calling it a cruelly unjust show. So what do we know? Because they didn't hire her. Because Bond had to give her the boot. So she needed some source of income. The damn could be it could be it all right well we got a lot to talk about this week don't we oh baby yes we do <laughs> well i mean where do we start well i mean the we show at doesn't the, beginning. the show doesn't even bother to, to start with uh with an intro this week it's actually just starts with a scene right off the top this was phenomenal this i think might not be the most logical or well acted or or well wigged scene. Oh no, no. Francis appears in the scene but the wig that he is wearing is heinous. It they just took like I don't know, just if you're to cut up Fozzie Bear and put some of his yeah, fur I, on his I, head. I was about to say Fozzie Bear. <laughs> That's what's on his head. It's crazy. Um so I obviously the the money went towards just securing the actors, not their looks. Yeah, we got we got the whole gang. I was thrilled, thrilled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Aunt Agatha's there. Carrie was is there? George, Ross, there. Yep. Oh, yeah, but, um, Frank, old Francis is there, but not. Well, what's his name? Um, Francis's father is dead in real life, right? He dies, right. so he couldn't you know, be so there. Couldn't <laughs> he would be there probably otherwise. They, they, uh, they did. They did worse than the Sopranos. They should have just CG'd him onto, you know, a, something else. Yeah, Verity is there, um, and they do the classic thing of trying to make people look young by having their hair tied behind their head somehow. Well, that's actually not even the classic thing. The classic thing to do is actually give everyone bangs. That's how you make everyone look younger because you can't see the wrinkles. They only. Mm-hmm. They didn't even get that memo. Uh, I mean, they did that. For, well, I guess for Verity, they didn't do that for Elizabeth. So, like, they show all the characters. Ross looks younger because his head, head is pulled back. George looks younger, his hair is pulled back. Elizabeth looks exactly the same. She doesn't look any younger. Because <laughs> she always has her hair. exactly the same. Exactly. Uncle Carrie exactly looked that way when he was 14. Uncle Carrie, yeah, he probably, yeah, he just looked old at all, all times. Uh, but Dave, what is the purpose of this scene? This scene sets up the fact that this has always been sort of a th- three men going for one girl. It's so funny because Francis says, "Well, if only one of us, you know, could bear her child. Little do does he know that all three of them would have her bear their child. <laughs> all three of them. Oh my gosh! Um, but they're like, it, she's Ross's girl. There's nothing we can do about this. Now, I thought my implication going into the show in the beginning mm-hmm. was that Ross goes off to war." And then Francis kind of slides in and like yeah. picks up the scraps, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. It never seems to me that Francis is like gunning for Elizabeth. It seems like, you know, the number one dude in town left, so the number one girl is now open. So the number two dude in town goes for the number one girl. I'm, 
Well, I, yeah. I mean, both the guys are standing there slack-jawed as she walks around and stuff, so... I just think I just think we're at the end of season four. Now is not the time to make me rethink Francis Francis's courting of Elizabeth. I'm not rethinking it. I think that you got it exactly right, and that's just how it was. And you're just realizing, like, hey, that may not have been the best thing to do. That's not fair. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't think it was the best thing to do, but when you paint it more as three men pining for the same woman before mm-hmm. Ross, that's a little different than yeah. Ross well, goes away and that... Francis thinks he's dead, and then Francis starts courting her. Yeah, yeah, maybe they they gave a little bit too much sympathy to to Francis in this brief moment. We're realistic. I think it's I the like opposite. That. I don't think it's sympathy. I think it makes him look bad. Or it makes him look. What, I think he's, he's better. He's better off thinking that Paul or Ross is dead, and then pursuing Elizabeth. Of course. Well, which is what I thought. Leading aside yeah. from today, right? Or it's not the best look for him, this. right? Yeah, but you kind of feel for Francis. Like, what else has he got going on? That hair is not going to win any other ladies. I don't know. <laughs> He's got the biggest um, house in town. He, he does. He does. But as much as you say that, I never got the sense that George had a long-term thing for Elizabeth either. Like I felt like that came up more as a, out of spite for Ross during the series than like him for a long time wanting to go towards her. Because when we yeah, see season yeah. one, he's hooking up with whatever the, the lady is on the town. Mm-hmm. So anyways, some retconning there. Just a little, little bit. Wouldn't be the first program that we've been into to, to tweak with the history of things. And I also like how Aunt Agatha, it's her birthday. So George did attend one of those. <laughs> 85, too, to give us a frame of reference. This is 17 years prior. Yeah. 17, you sure? Or 15? They say 17, 17 years ago later in the episode. Oh, okay. Remember that night right, 17 years ago? We're a couple years after Aunt Agatha being dead at this point. Mm-hmm. Each season theoretically covers a couple years of time or, or more. But didn't she, she died earlier this season, right? Or was it season three? It was season three, at the end of season three. Okay. Yeah, but then, you know, we got to figure Valentine is a toddler now, so he's... Right. <laughs> he's a, he's a Jeffrey child. Charles is about 35 years old. <laughs> he just ages at a different rate than everyone else, you know. Bad genes. He's a full-term baby, so... Yep. But it definitely seems to tee up in this episode, like, huh, something's going to go on with Elizabeth, because she's really much the focus of the frame right here. Oh, I mean, I called it the second that intro scene happened. I was like, uh-uh. Yeah. We, don't call, in, a- we don't call in Kyle Soler and Caroline <laughs> Blackiston to do a flashback scene if something is not going to happen. The show that has a bad habit of just really telegraphing what's going to happen, <laughs> like something bad's going to happen. Um Except for the one time where Francis tried to kill himself and failed. That, that was the one time where they telegraphed in the way he didn't die. <laughs> the gun just didn't go off as you wanted it to. Well, I, I mean. He was too you know. dumb to kill himself. <laughs> and then he was too dumb to live. He just fell in the hole. Anyways, rest in peace, Francis. It was great seeing him. Yeah, so, as, as we just bury him in his <laughs> romantic intentions. You know, Kyle, Kyle Soler, I'm so glad he got that paycheck to, to tide him over. Now he's on. Star Wars and Andor getting that that money, so good good for him, good for Francis. Yeah. So where are we in this episode? Um, so after, after this intro? Re, this intro uh, this uh, flashback scene, we see Elizabeth is going to some doctor. Mm-hmm. She needs some medicine, some bad medicine. Yes. Because of that harebrained scheme that. <laughs> Ross put in her head at one point to have the child in eight months, you know, to really make uh, George think, 
this is just how you have children. You do it in eight months, no one will know the difference. <laughs> well, I think what Ross is, and, and I think Elizabeth, to a lesser extent, are trying to do is hide a pregnancy for the first month and mm-hmm. then tell George. And we saw that last time, whenever, um, not last week, but the, when Elizabeth revealed to George she was really trying hard not to. Mm-hmm. And George is like, we need to get you on this medicine. And you can see Elizabeth's face like, I, I can't do this anymore. She's like, oh, by the way, I'm pregnant. So like, she tried the more healthy way and failed. So she, yeah, she's seeking medicine to deliver this baby early. But I mean, it's just like, didn't they ever hear of like late term pregnancies where you, maybe you, you don't deliver it on time. It takes a few weeks. You can't hurry, love. You just got to wait. Like, I mean, like, does she have to have that baby early? Really? Well, she's trying to calm down Francis and let him know that it's Francis. Yeah, George and the ghost of Francis. It's <laughs> it's Elizabeth's womb that is the is an eight month womb, you know, mm-hmm. it's an accelerated process. And that'll I that'll, mean, you know, all the doubt in Francis's mind will go away if she has two eight month babies. All she's got to do is say, like, hey, look, I had that child in eight months. Who knows about this one? But also look at Jeffrey Charles and how fast he's aging. There's something up with me. The babies just grow really fast, real quick You for went me. from 13 to 20 in a matter of weeks. <laughs> yeah. It's just so, you know, if this one comes late, maybe it's because they used up all my, my good genes to grow fast. I don't know. Anyways, so Elizabeth gets this medicine to induce the baby early, should she and the need doc- to. the doctor's like, this could be really bad for you, the baby, or both. She's like, great. Where can I get some more? Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, at, yeah, at worst, yeah, the premature birth. Um, also, you notice that he refers to her as Mrs. Tab. Like, she, I don't think she used her real name when she went to see him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely not. And he also says, we're both of your babies full term. And she's like, yes. <laughs> there were full grown men that came out. Um, yeah, and he gives her a bottle, uh, and she hides. It's like they really did. Uh, like as she gets this medicine, I was thinking about how they really did pull the plug on her taking drugs to like mm. antidepressants. When yeah. last season, I think is it uh, Doctor Choke or Ennis? I forget who prescribes it to her, but. We see her putting the like tincture in the drinks, and there's never a finite moment where she goes, I'm happy, I don't need to do this anymore. And there's never a moment where she becomes so addicted that she can't get off of it. It feels like a weird plot to like, not. But then again... <laughs> it really just seems like these writers on Poldark just casually forget things, you know? <laughs> or maybe the book casually forgot it, who knows? Uh, maybe, maybe that's possible, you know? Where's Ruella? What happened with that? Did that guy ever get caught for killing Whitworth? I guess not. guess we'll never know. Um... Anyways, George is in a temper early on in this episode. He's just walking by Ross and knocking over Ross's drink on his table because he's just mm-hmm. like, I don't like you. He's like, what are you going to do, shoot me? That's your, that's the way you play out here, huh, boy? Yeah. He's like, that's how you settle your scores, so I heard. And Ross is like, what did I do? I didn't do anything. Dude, you slept with his wife. And you. And that's his son, and his, his stepson is at this table, and he's like, okay, boy. See you at home. Yeah. He doesn't even acknowledge Je- Jeffrey Charles at all. He like, passed him on the shoulder, I think. <laughs> yeah. And then he, go- he goes up to Falmouth and he's like, how do you like your boy now? And then he leaves. Like, you made the scene. Mm-hmm. Ross didn't do anything. Ross just stood up. Yeah. 
Ross is just like, it was, this isn't my making. And, and, and George is in fine form. He's just ignoring Valentine every chance he gets. Like, Valentine is asking him for a horse. He's saying, Daddy, Daddy, and he's just staring at the, some papers. Elizabeth says, hey, aren't you going to acknowledge Valentine? And he's like, who? I'm reading a book. <laughs> oh, that kid. Okay, yeah. Um, and we see early on that George gets a note uh, from Pitt's office while hanging out with Uncle Carrie. Uncle Carrie without his wig, by the way. Yep. Embracing the, the, the dome. Yeah, he looks a little cocked in this scene. I don't know what's going on with him. I think he's perpetually a little cocked. He's, he's constantly <laughs> he's being Carey. emasculated by his nephew who's making all these bad decisions that he would not make. That's fair. That is fair. Um, so, yeah, he gets some news in this letter that he's, like, taking very seriously. And that's kind of where we are with that. Mm-hmm. But uh, what, do we want to jump around from here? Because that kind of sets up the episode. I think we can get the Drake and Morwenna kind of mostly done within the confines of the rest of the plot. I guess, yeah, it takes, it gets swept into the main plot just a little bit, but mm-hmm. is just walking around, you know, she, she's gone from the Whitworth. She, she, we learned that she's been living with her mom and, uh, Drake's in the cave as he, at the wishing well, as he, you know, <laughs> as one you know, does. Yeah. Marwana's there and then she leaves quickly and then he has to chase her down the, the cliffside like, hey, look, do you I think there's the more same than, wish. Yeah. Do you think there's more to love than just carnal love? Uh, Drake wants, carnal love. Yeah, he, he wants to watch you wake. He wants to watch you sleep. He wants to experience the summer wind with you, the autumn wind with you. Everything, you know? All the wind. All four seasons of wind. Yep. All elements. Uh, he, he, just, he just wants to be with her at all times, uh, which, great, Drake. I mean, and, and how does he follow that up? What is his big proposal? Just walk with me. Take a walk with yeah, me. Let's go. Smash cut to them walking right back into his home. And uh, Sam and Demelza staring. They're like, oh, <laughs> look Finally. at that. <laughs> Which I thought was kind of funny coming from like Sam, the look on his face. is like, come on, that would be sin. They're sinners if they're trying to do anything right now, Sam. Come on. Well, Drake is just trying to get her to be in public with him. He's like, come on, just be seen. Be seen. I'm cool. I mean, that, I don't know if he's trying to make her be seen if he's leading her directly back to his his house. Well, he had to walk down the street to get home. He's trying. He's courting. They're being seen together. But Marwana spends most, much of this episode inside, like she doesn't want to be seen or found. Mm-hmm. Well, one one walk f- from the beach to whatever uh, suburb they live in, or whatever you want to call it, whatever alley they live in, mm-hmm. that's enough for Drake. Yeah. Uh. So they want to get married real quick. He's just like, let's just do it. We're doing this. Mm-hmm. Come to find out, like they, they go to the priest, uh, the local priest, and he's With like, Demelza. get out of here. Well, he's like, get out of here, Drake. And then Demel's like, oh, hey, priest. And he's like, oh, you. Yeah, sure. What's up? Uh, <laughs> how's it going? He keeps calling him uh, Methody. He's like, you Methody freak. Get out of here. <laughs> you know, he's got to find some way to label the people that he, he doesn't like. Um... But he tells them that they need a license to get married real quick. He can't just do it on any random day. Mm-hmm. So Demelza's Drake like, and you did are it. off. You, you know, you've done it for other people. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's really hard to do. 
you really need to go climb the ladder. And Demel's is like, well, my husband is a member of parliament, so I think I can climb the ladder really quick. And this priest is like, yeah, but we need to do this other thing. And it's like, they need to read the name in the bulletin, basically. Mm-hmm. And, and Demel's is like, well, get to reading because I'm going to get the license today. And my husband yeah. will be my reference. And this is going to happen. Yeah. So the priest he decides to read. You know, he's reading over the, the list of the names getting married. And Elizabeth hears this and she's like, uh-oh. And she barges in on Morwenna and she's like, look. My bad about the whole Whitworth thing, but are you sure you're doing the right thing? Yeah. I mean, doesn't Demel's also bump into them, too? Like, she says, hey, Valentine, I'll see you around. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's yeah. Elizabeth catches wind, like, oh, they're getting married. Morwenna's around. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was actually really awful. So so the, the doctor earlier in the episode told Elizabeth that you should probably have, like, um, a wife... Um, What's what's the name of the lady who's there to take care of you when you're having a child? A midwife? A midwife. That's what he tells her. And so I think she gets the idea of like, oh, Marwenna can help me with this. Mm-hmm. You think that or you think she's just trying to talk her out of this marriage? I don't no, think she I has don't... ill intent. I don't think she's trying to talk her out of this marriage. I think she's looking to use her to help out out with the midwife. Oh, cause... okay, yeah. I think I think she is also trying to get her to get her head straight. Cause I don't think she wants her marrying Drake. You you think? I, I, don't, I don't think, think she, she wants marrying Drake. I don't think she cares. I think I think she's, she's just focused on the season. moment. And, and no, you know what I think it is. She, I think that she she feels like she owes more when after knowing what happened with Whitworth. For sure, for sure. But at the same time, she sees an advantage for herself here. This person can be my midwife, and hopefully, but the, can the, get through the this. guy she's she can't just be a midwife. The guy in the beginning makes the this claim: if there's a doctor, you need to tell them about the medicine. Sure. But I don't think he just directly says, have a midwife. Everyone's going to have a midwife. And you need to be trained to be a midwife. You can't just be a housemaid. Maybe we need to call the midwife, Dave. Maybe we need to call nope. the midwife. Nope. Not, Spoiler alert. That that's, that's a long... We're going to be 50 by the time we finish that show if we started <laughs> Yeah. It. It's not happening. Uh, but I just thought it was bad for like Marwenna because she's just trying to settle down here. She's chopping vegetables and Elizabeth's like, come with me. And she doesn't need to be in that household. George has been terrible the, whole, the entire time. And he suspects... Mm-hmm. The guy that you know she's been seen around with as a murderer. So Elizabeth, what are you thinking in that moment? You're not thinking about her safety, obviously. I think Elizabeth is guilt-ridden and doesn't know how to handle things because she's never been in control of her own narrative. You're being charitable to Elizabeth right now. I think in this moment, there's no reason she for invites her, to take her over. For, in that she, she invites her over and she says, "Stay, work for us." She's not doing for it few, because she yeah, wants well, she help. She's, no, she takes Morana there, and then when she's there, like, oh, maybe you can stay a few days. And Morona's like, wait, what? I did not <laughs> sign up for that, exactly. Uh, yeah, I think she's doing it out of guilt because she knows she apologizes profusely no. for what happened with Whitworth. And I she don't says think it's how out of she, guilt. You're, I think you're underselling Elizabeth's emotional capacity. What is Morona to, to gain from her having her stay there with her? She's living in a shack, chopping up carrots. She can be served upon hand and foot. And live so when when it tells her she it's okay she's been living with her mom and she's just doing this like there's no reason for Elizabeth to take her out of there and the way Elizabeth well, I mean, sends it to her is like let's just go that's how take, we'll eat over here or whatever her her love language is gift giving and this is a gift that she can offer to Morwenna what is the gift though a a warm roof that's more luxurious than a, a hovel or whatever you want to say all right listeners uh, tell us who, who who's in the wrong here. Okay, I mean, I, I think she's yeah. 
if you had a rich friend and you were staying with your mom and dad and your rich friend is around your age, maybe a couple years older, and said, hey, stay in our guest room. I don't think she's thinking about that. I think she's honestly focused she's on trying this to child hire her of having this child, and this is this can help her. I think she's that's all she's focused on right there. And there. I think you're radically overestimating what she thinks that Marwana's capabilities are. Marwana's a nanny; she can't deliver a baby. No, she's not asking her to deliver the baby, but someone to be there, like discreetly helping her through this whole thing. Okay. I would, well, I, there was I, no I, reality I, in which Marwana would deliver the baby. No. Okay. Helping her through, just like being her assistant? Yeah, like tending to her like needs and stuff like that. I mean, I could see that's also like a, a, a gift. That's another example of... No. So you think she's being Elizabeth purely being... selfish. She just wants help. She can't ask George to hire someone. It's she not wants so to much get just Marwana. selfish. It's just like she's very concerned about this child and having it and getting through it like safely. But it doesn't really matter because Marwana shows up there and George is just insulting her to her face. Uh, like, oh, you want to get married to that dolt? <laughs> What's the um, Drake Karn? You know, like he, he's just like that guy is. And she trash. she calls she calls uh, or George yeah George comes and finds out and he f- blows a gasket and says mm-hmm. that um, he calls her a trollop and he says like he never wants yeah. her seen in this house again. Right. Which I mean Elizabeth would have. I think Elizabeth is trying to get in front of the drama that is Drake and Morwenna. Because she knows George is going to lose his mind. Why? It's not her problem. It, it wouldn't matter either way. George's temper is her problem, and he goes off. Yeah, but I mean, Marwan is so far removed from what her day-to-day that that doesn't really affect her. I, I really but, disagree because she goes from church, hearing about the wedding, to inquire yeah. about the wedding, and then says, come with me, we're going to talk, we're going to work this out. I don't think she goes and says, Morwenna. Oh, she's getting married. Maybe I can hire her to work for me. I don't think. I think you're really giving her some implications that are not there. I have to rewatch the episode. Sure, that's your homework for the week. Yeah. Uh, because that's the thing. I I understand what the show too with these characters before they kill them off. Spoiler alert. They try to make amends with everyone in their lives and everything like that. But it does not end that well <laughs> with more. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, also, I think George is not supposed to be coming back to trend with. He's supposed mm-hmm. to be staying in the townhouse, which is why I think Elizabeth is offering to keep Morwenna there. The only reason George comes back is because he gets this letter about becoming a knight. And he wants to tell Elizabeth, which is when things unfold in front of him. So I think she thinks she's going to have a little girl's weekend with Morwenna and hash mm-hmm. out her drama, hash out baby drama. And then George is like, oh, by the way, yeah. here's this letter. Oh, you're telling me he's getting married to Drake Karn. Then it blows right. up. But it's so funny because he, he just sends her away. But Ross has come back to, to uh, Cornwall and he's just like, wait, where's uh, Morwenna? Because <laughs> she's been taken away. <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, so he rides off to uh, George and Elizabeth and by the time he gets there she's already gone uh, George is like what are you doing here man <laughs> he's there for Morona and he's like you show up on my property one more time I will shoot you <laughs> and then Ross delivers the best Ross promo I think he's ever delivered to George mm-hmm. where he's like what do you want from me it's like you took my house, you took my girlfriend, 
you, you've got it all. You've got my money. you got my mind. What else do you want? Like, you win. Like, there's zero more that you can get from me unless you literally do shoot me and take my life. Yeah. Why are you acting like this? And Elizabeth, it's like you threw coins in my face last time we were together. <laughs> Is this really something? <laughs> threw right in my face. Is this really something you, you feel, man? Mm-hmm. And then Elizabeth is like, get out before this gets any worse. Yeah. And, um, I mean, what, what happens after that, really? Like, so Morena Mor- pretty- is running through the woods. Oh, right. To get home. <laughs> right. And uh, Drake. They s- oh, Harry, Harry. Still no explanation why Tom Harry is gone. Harry, I mean, Harry well, he's and- fired. But, I mean, he you should still fi- be in don't hire, town. Don't hire his stupid, dumb brother. Do you think there's a chance that he hires Tom Harry back next season? I hope so. I really hope <laughs> that so. Would be so perfect. His friends are back. So, yeah, so Harry, Harry, and um, some a pack of mad dogs mm-hmm. are chasing Morwenna like it's some like video game or something like that. Yep. They're closing in, and then Drake comes to the rescue, and Harry's like, I'll let you go this time. But that's it. It's like, what do you mean you'll let him go? You burned his house down. Yeah, what else do you want from this guy? Yeah, there's just... What, are you afraid of him? Harry Harry would kill him. Yeah. And so, to tie that up, they get married. That's like the end of the episode, like probably like the, the happy thing. Like, they're they're married now. And, uh, yeah, hopefully that ends up just fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is funny that I mean, not funny, but they address like you know, Elizabeth's talking to Marwana like, "So where's your kid?" And she's like, "Oh, they took him from me, just like they took uh, everything else from me." So you know, not mm-hmm. great. Yeah, Marwana's she's really nowhere to go but up. She is she is seen rock bottom with this miscarriage last week of like now you know, there's really no no up upward, and then she got out, so you know she's on the upswing in some capacity. Hmm. But then I guess we go back to. Uh, By the way, George. Just one one more thing too. When, when George asks, "Do I know the man?" Um, Elizabeth even says, "Morwenna's happiness is paramount." Like she is thinking, like she should marry whoever this guy is. It doesn't matter if it's Drake. Hmm. So. Anyways. Yeah, so yeah, George is a. Uh, George and Elizabeth have a moment here where. Mm-hmm. She, George basically admits that, uh, some tarot cards from Aunt Agatha and Jeffrey Charles is. You know, saying that Valentine looks just like Uncle Ross, that's enough evidence to make him go insane, thinking yeah. that Ross did it. And Elizabeth is like, what do I have to keep telling you? Didn't I cut you down last season? <laughs> Talking about how you got to respect me. And all it takes is a, a 20-year-old boy and a dead lady to get you back to thinking I'm I'm bad. Yeah, she literally has to tell George to his face, like, Aunt Agatha hated you. Why do you think she would say those things, man? Of course she would tell you that. <laughs> and I, I did like that we brought it back to the birthday party where she said, you canceled her birthday party, dude. Yeah, come on, man. What what did you think? And you know, George is it, he starts to realize, ah oh, man, maybe I'm off the mark here. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
maybe I messed this up, but it's too late because Elizabeth is like starting to go into contractions here. She's, she's the, yeah. I, before we get into the juice of this situation, I do think we should touch briefly on the fact that Ross has a vision of mm-hmm. his duel with Adderley earlier in the episode, but it's not Adderley <laughs> yeah. who's in the vig- vision. It's Armitage. Is it Armitage? Yeah, it's Armitage who is who is on the other end. It's not he's not replaying the same memory. It's it's old Hugh that he shoots in the groin. <laughs> so that's why he did it. You know, he he had to get even on one of them. The other one slipped through his fingers before he could do anything. Yeah, that's what going blind and diseases <laughs> from being in a French prison will do. Yeah. Um Wait, is it right here? Like, they have that conversation, and then after they have that conversation, she gives herself the medicine, which then leads to her having the contractions yes. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and medicine George finds her on the, on the ground. Mm-hmm. Similar to the last time the eight-month baby was born. Yep. And, uh, yeah, she's, like, in more severe pain than last time. Uh, mm-hmm. Time to bring in... Uh, the one to punch. Dwight, baby. Because Choke is too far away. I like that they can't just admit that Dwight is a better doctor and younger and more progressive. They're like, oh yeah, Choke is like another three miles down the road, so we got to have you here now. Yeah. But thankfully, baby is born healthy. So so easy. Just mm-hmm. came right out. Everything's going just fine. Little she-bear. Yes, the the child's name is Ursula. In a nice moment between Elizabeth and George, where he's just like, "Look, we're on the same page now. I'm sorry. I was I was not in the right there. Let's just move forward and be the best that we can be." Mm-hmm. And, and he also uh, tells her in this moment, as she's lying in bed, a few hours after giving birth, that he's he's like, "Oh, by the way, I'm going to be a knight." How's that yeah. make you feel? And she's like, oh, I'm so happy. It's like you think she really can't. Let her sleep. No, Let her get some rest. She's overjoyed, though. She is actually happy for him, then. Yeah, she is, but it's like, of course, George, you're making this moment about yourself and not about your newborn baby. Like, you couldn't yeah. wait until a, a day later. Whereas the last time he had a baby, he was, like, at work the next day. But this time around, he's got to, can't just live in the moment. Right. That, that's George for you. But, uh. It, it it doesn't last uh, too long there because uh, she starts to feel uh, ill again. Yeah, and we we have a little interlude of uh, Ross and Demelza talking about Armitage and trying to hash out the sort of they're just they're just on a loop here. Like mm-hmm. I know I want to know how you felt about Armitage, or I wish I had killed Armitage, and I know that's bad of me. Basically, Ross is saying like I did a bad thing. I'm sorry. Over yeah. and over, and he did it for the right reasons. It's like eh, I don't he know. He had about to that. die. <laughs> well, I mean, I hope it was he burns a, in hell. Right. It was a duel. What are you going to do? I mean, you get caught up in them. Uh, so they're kind of on good terms now. <laughs> pretty much it seems she like gets it, it. Yeah. By the way, before we move on too quick, what do we think of the name Ursula? It's as repugnant as Valentine. <laughs> And part of the trouble with that, and, and, and you know, the name probably comes from the books, but you just think of li- Little Mermaid and the, mm-hmm. the evil octopus woman in that one, Ursula. Like, I can't separate the two. Yeah, it's too. It shouldn't have done it. 
just give it a different name. But Ursula and Valentine, yeah, that, that's a that's quite a pairing of names there. She's a little bear. And Jeffrey Charles. <laughs> and Jeffrey Charles, the one and only. Uh, yeah, so but it's you, the next morning, and Doctor Choke is on on call again. Mm-hmm. And they bring back Dwight Talk, as well. Yeah. And Dwight sends Dwight. a Caroline comes to tell Ross and Demelza, and we see that she's having convulsions, and her uh, Elizabeth's like. Basically, she's got like gout symptoms. She's losing the the blood flow to her her limbs and her extremities. Yeah. And this is um, this is tough to watch. This isn't like Sybil and Downton Abbey tough to watch, but this is like she got oh purple boy. feet. Yeah, and, uh, she she, she looks cold. Her hands are her hands are purple. She keeps saying, uh, "Why can't I see?" Yeah, it's going dark. Contractions of arteries. The uterine spasms. Were, we were told. Mm-hmm. And, and then, uh, then Ross goes over, and I think it is one of one of the best scenes in in anything that I've seen. Like this little like the interaction between Ross and George in the moment when he, Ross arrives is like phenomenal acting on both of their parts. Yeah, like you can hear a pin drop. Oh yeah, and you're just like the room is so awkward. Or Ross is like, I hear Elizabeth is not well and i want to be here i want to make sure everything's okay and, and george is like dude she she died 10 minutes ago and you're just like oh my god what a, what masterful yeah. storytelling and then dwight walks in and he's like yeah he's right dwight who just uh we saw him smell what uh elizabeth gave herself and he's like oh come on man this ain't it i mean we'll, we'll litigate that in a moment mm-hmm. but we see um we see that Ross goes in and, and gives her one one last kiss on the lips. What did you think of that? I thought it was kind of, I mean, I think it's a little... Per, I've never lost someone... I've never lost a peer, let's say that. Sure. So I've never been around the dead body of someone that I was super fond of that was in my age range. But I don't think you have to like put yourself in the shoes necessarily. I don't... Th- I, I think it was... It wasn't bad. I think it was a little okay. strange, but I don't think it was bad. I think he's, you know, he loved her. It was his high school sweetheart, and she was a big part of his life. Sure. Yeah, and I guess the emotion of the moment, you know, he just got... And it's not like George was there, so he was doing it out of spite, and he didn't do it out of like, oh, I'm still in love with her. He did it, you know, she R.I.P. Elizabeth. Right. It's not It's not Tom Petty, Last Dance of Mary Jane, where he takes the body and then goes dancing with the dead body. <laughs> Who should have? He should have done Weekend at Bernie's <laughs> with Elizabeth. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's sad though. Like I honestly like didn't think she would die this season. Like this episode, I started to think it like oh they're actually going to do this, but like I had no idea she was actually going to die. Like, yeah, they're not the good at um, they're not good at short term foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Like this episode begins and you're like she's on her way out. Yeah, just like I you know I called the Agatha thing at the beginning of that episode. Francis is the only one that's like a true legit shocker from what I remember. Yeah, but. This one, you know, you did see it coming, but it does not take away from the moment of, you know, like, I, I wish there was another, I wish George, we, we talked about how George has bad friends, mm-hmm. but I wish that Dwight isn't the one that has to give him the nudge, like, you have a lot to live for, to which George suddenly turns into, his line is, why would I want any of this if she's not here to share it with me, when, you know, his entire social existence is a a battle with Ross to just yeah. eliminate Ross. Like, like you said, 
these two never seemed to genuinely love each other in a way that would warrant. I mean, tragedy's tragedy, but like weird narrative thing to add at this moment. Yeah. Well, the baby comes. I mean, the, yeah, he brings the baby to her, and he's like, "Ah, oh, baby bear." Okay. Uh, so, yeah, he's left to be a single father of uh, Ursula and Valentine. Jeffrey Charles, both his parents are dead now. Jeffrey Charles got the family money. Yeah. He should, I, I he should boot George from the house. It's his house now. We'll see what happens with Will. That's pretty interesting stuff. Um, and then but, we see a, a brief scene with Dwight and Caroline where... No, they, wait, Dave, you wanted to say something about him smelling the medicine there? I think that Elizabeth was told by this doctor, tell a physician that you have taken this if you use it. And yeah. I understand her not wanting to tell Dr. Choke because Dr. Choke, as we saw with the Whitworth situation, the Morwenna situation, does not... Uh, does not understand doctor-patient confidentiality and will go where the money is. So he mm-hmm. doesn't tell. She doesn't tell Choke because Choke is going to tell George. George is going to know. Yeah. But she doesn't tell Dwight. Right. And if Dwight knew she took this medicine, he could have been on the lookout for the symptoms and stopped it. Yeah, he already identifies like you know she's got like wormwood stuff going on or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, just to me, it, it seems like. If she had told him earlier, she, there may have been a chance to save herself. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like the, the thing in Gremlins. You have one; you have, these are your rules. Follow them, and she just doesn't follow the rule. And right, you almost kind of wish, like, choke, leave the room, so she can confide in Dwight that she took some medicine that she shouldn't have. Um, yeah. Or Dwight, it's, you smell this bottle on the, you know, on the nightstand. Escort choke out and talk to Elizabeth about it. You know, right? Very then, strange. Uh, yeah, but we do get Dwight dishing some uh, advice out to Demelza earlier about like you know, you know, forgive Ross. He's he's you know he had no choice. That guy twisted his arm. He had to kill him. <laughs> do you really blame him? <laughs> it's like he killed to save Hugh Armitage. <laughs> Dwight should have said yeah. that. And he's like, your nature is to be open. So he's a jealous man. What are you gonna do? Um, but yeah, as you said, he talks to Caroline again, and she's thinking it's about time I came home. And gave another go at having a child. Yeah, I think she's saying all this death is making me realize that I think it's time for us to give being a parent a try. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where we leave them. Yeah, and then we see another scene of Ross and, and Demelza. Ross is kind of saying that, again, Ross is uh, definitely alpha mailing this sort of empathy and sympathy situation where he's now saying to Demelza, I know how you felt when Hugh died. And Demelza is like, dude, it's not the same. Stop yeah, trying on. to compare one to the other. You were in love with this girl. She was your high school sweetheart. And you're comparing mm-hmm. her to this dude that, like, I was insecure with myself and I made this lapse in judgment. Stop talking like it's the same thing. Yeah. Ross, you, you ding dong. He's afraid of losing Demelza, he says. He suddenly awoken to, like, oh, man, I, I'm nothing without you. Like gotta keep this going and she's she's she'll be there for him it'll be okay mm-hmm. uh and then we see uh was there's the wedding right and then they're or, or they're at the church at least and then mm-hmm. george is there at the grave and ross is like oh i should say something and demel's like don't don't say anything to george right now and and ross like turns around and pivots and demel's is like 
Don't do it, man. Don't do it. And Ross finally, right. finally, Doesn't finally heeds Demelza's advice and turns around. There's also a moment of Verity and Jeffrey Charles looking at the grave that's elaborately engraved with Elizabeth Warlegan. And they say she was a Poldark. She was not a Warlegan. Yep. Ain't that she should have been Mrs. Ross Poldark. But Should've that's been for another time. Dave, to you, does this this episode feel like a series finale in a lot of ways? Well, after that, it says Poldark. Right, it says will return. Poldark will return. Uh-huh. Which is like, okay, I guess we're returning, but they wrapped up so many loose ends. They got Demelza and Ross back together. They ended his, theoretically, whatever his feud was with George over Demelza. Or Elizabeth. The, the, Elizabeth, rather, sorry. And then... Yeah, everything just seems like in a nice little bow for the most part of like where things would wind up with the show. Maybe they could add some more well, not, finesse, but a nice little bow is a nice, uh, sure, generous way of putting it. There's a a bleak bow on this package. Yeah, but it's just like where do we go from here? Honestly, I feel like we've we've run through a lot of the plots. Well, I guess um, we can we can speculate a lot more on this next week when we break down the sure. season top to bottom. But yeah, are we in George face turn season? Do we, is that the last season of this show? I don't know. He's just got to be a good father. He's got to pay the right nannies to be a good dad. Yeah. And it's the turn of a century, 1799. It's going to be 1800. Demelza even says, I think it's like, because we see that Demelza, when Demelza sees Elizabeth, and Elizabeth is like, oh, I'm doing December. Demelza's like, oh, it's a couple months from now, but I'm probably not going to see you, so Merry Christmas. Yeah. That's nice. Very, uh, very, but very strange that Demelza is like, yeah, eventually. And Dem- I think, I think an understated moment that we did touch on is Demelza acknowledging Valentine. Yeah, because that's what I she's said, yeah. been. We 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 touched on it, but we didn't really mm-hmm. marin let her marinate. Right, she's doing a lot of growth herself, accepting Ross's mistake. Yeah, and Jeffrey Charles is just hanging around in the background. Uh, this episode, he's just there. The season was weird for Jeffrey. Ch- well, we'll talk about it more of him next week, but he was just there this episode. I mean, he's Tough too team. young to be anything more than a, you know, a stirrer of drama. Like he can't have his own yeah. plot. He's too young. Sure. Maybe next season. Yeah. Well, was this a good finale, Dave? Yes, it was. It wasn't like a thrilling finale. It's not Downton season two, but yeah. It was solid. It was a very solid finale. Very, very mm-hmm. much gut gut punch. But we have power rankings to get to. We do. We do. It keeps going. Not a lot of moving pieces in this episode, all things considered. Mm-hmm. So you want to start going down, or you want? Yeah, I'll, I'll start. I got Ross at number one, going uh, at number three rather. <laughs> okay. This is the love of his life. Uh, that is a love of his life. Oh. <laughs> and he's still having dreams about killing men <laughs> uh and yeah he, he isn't even there to say goodbye to elizabeth on time it, it's just not good not a good week for him all right that's fair yeah well i, I got dr choke going down because i think this guy is uh he's a hack and I mean, what and can he really do this week it's already kind of too late for him to help out i th- i mean like i said i i didn't think that i just think there weren't too many characters making moves in this episode sure. and choke is the one that is the obstacle on the way of Ennis getting his, you know, proper 
discussion in with Elizabeth. And I think he's a bum, you know, like he doesn't, he, he could have been a little bit more on top of things because Dwight walks in and assesses the situation and starts making moves. Yeah. What's Choke doing? Choke is a murderer. Right. It's fair. Well, number two, uh, I got George. Yeah, I feel like we're probably in lockstep for two and one. He George. lost his wife. Number one, it's Elizabeth. I'm sorry, Elizabeth. It's Elizabeth. She's trying. It's Elizabeth. You know? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a tough week for that couple. Tough week for him. Nighthood can't save you, George. Yeah. Means nothing without her. There's really it's nothing, no other explanation because we've we've talked about this this death sure. so much. You really don't need to elaborate anymore. Yeah. Well, Dave, who's going up for you? Who's number three? Number three. She's only, she's very young, but I got Ursula going up at number three. She lives. Mom dies. Okay. You see this? All right. This, do, this doctor says, this doctor says it's very, like this medicine I'm giving you is not good. Don't, mm-hmm. you're, you're putting your life at risk and you're putting your child's life at risk. I don't think you should do this, but here it is. And yeah. the baby makes it out. Does indeed. Does just fine. Well, number three, I got Morwenna. She, she's, uh, she got out of there. She got, you know, pooped on by, by George. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but she's wed. And, you know, maybe it's all for the best now. We can move on from the Whitworth stuff. Mm-hmm. Kind of strange how literally, as we said last week, she just walked out of the Whitworths. And that's it, I guess. Um, this is not the most tightly written show, plot-wise. No, not, not, not quite. But, yeah, Marwana, good for you. Yeah. Who's number two, Dave? Well, number two, I, I got Demelza because... Okay. I think acknowledging Valentine is a big emotional step for her. And I think the moment at the end of the episode is a, is one of the most... Pull darky moments where we see Ross actually is is listening to her for the first mm. time in a long time. Where she says, "Don't don't go mess with George. There, that time will come." Yeah, and you know all Ross wants to do is over be be Mister Fake. Oh, I'm so sorry for you guys. Even though whatever his real motivations are, even if they are genuine, she gets through to him after all this sure. doubt of uh, Some real power. Yeah. Well, at number two, I got Dwight. This is the doctor that you want in the building. He, he is there making the correct uh, prognosis. And, uh, hey, he's going to get his uh, wife back, and they're going to work on having a kid. So good for Dr. Dwight, man. Good for them. Yeah. Well, number number one, I got a tie. You put her at three. I got Drake and Morwen at number one. They're I both... got Drake at number one. He made the move. He made the, he put in the work. He told her how much he made she the, meant to He him. made the wish. Yeah, he made the wish and took her right back to his home. And then he also did the the work to get the legal papers to get married and everything. He really worked his tail off for this. Good job, Drake. Yeah, good for him. No real It'll, lines of dialogue for Sam this episode either. He's he's kind of mum. He's just grinning. <laughs> I want, hey, there should have been. We should have had one shot of Rosina giving him eyes. That would have been all we need. Mm. Something. Anything at the wedding? Why not? Yeah. Oh no, I don't think she'd be. Rosina would be at that wedding. Rosina, she would not be at that wedding. Who knows? She seemed weird enough to be there. She could. She's just very happy for him. Um, but yeah, we're going to recap what the last season or two. Because the last time we talked about the recap of where we were in Poldark, it was like after season two, wasn't it? No, we did season three. We did? Okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to recap season four. And that, that'll be next week on the podcast. Indeed it will. But what have you been watching in the meantime in between this finale? Well, Love is Blind is back, and I watched all four episodes. 
that have come out so far. Terrible. Mm-hmm. Just awful. But they showed a preview for the next four episodes, and I was like, well, they got me. <laughs> I got to see where this goes now. I hate all these people. I don't think any of them are genuine. I don't buy any of these couples except for maybe one. It's terrible TV, but I... They did Netflix, it. They got my number. I can't help it. All right. Well, good for them. Yeah, I'll let you know if it gets any better. But right now, I would actually. I mean, say, I'm I'm gonna watch it. At some okay. Point. I think I have twelve episodes of Love Is Blind or Love Island left. All right. How's Love Island going, Dave? It's it's really. I don't I don't understand what the end game of the show is. Like, do mm-hmm. they win money? I don't I don't know. So this okay. is my first season watching this. I know it's an established show. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like along for the ride. Very confused, but I'm enjoying the ride, and it's very right. easy to watch. So, there you go. do you only watch it at the gym, or has it migrated past that to like? It's migrated to like. So it's migrated to like it's it's ten thirty, and I want to put something on, but I don't want to watch something that I need to pay attention to. <laughs> there you go. Perfect background noise. Perfect background noise. That's what those any of these shows are. So, yeah. That's what Love Is Blind is, but love that Love Is Blind season two is some like woof next level. That, that was yeah. This isn't that. But yeah, just been watching that and uh, you know catching some scary, scary movies while I can with the season. With the season, tis the season. Yep. None that I can really say like go go seek out, you know. But okay. But you yeah. did see? Did you see Barbarian? I did. I saw that last month in theaters. That movie is wild. <laughs> I, I tried to avoid the trailer and I accidentally YouTube had the trailer called Justin Long's new film and I was like, what the heck is this trailer? Oh, and, yeah. I, and, I was, and then it was Barbarian. I was so mad at the YouTube for titling that video that. I have yet to see it, but everyone who I know who said, who's seen it has said it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's in that movie. But he's just in it, you know. Yeah, Connecticut's own. Yep. You wonder if he's yeah. ever hung out with uh, Kyle Soller. <laughs> just a bunch of Connecticut actors hanging out together? There's a consortium? Maybe. It's entirely possible. It's totally possible. 83? How long? So, I just want to look that up. I know that's totally irrelevant. He's like 44 or something like that. Uh, IMDb is terrible now. Sorry, listeners. They're just both Connecticut guys. One's from Fairfield. One's from Bridgeport. Or born in Bridgeport. Edit edit this out. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's fine. Leave it in. (laughs) Well, that's that. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, listeners, you know where to find us on uh, iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find our whole archive on our Podbean website. Uh, we, of course, we have a Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, lordsgrantham at gmail.com if you want to message us directly or just send us DMs on whichever platform that you see us on. Um, and, of course, we have a Patreon with bonus episodes and the Lords of Grantham Lounge on Facebook if you want to subscribe to that. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, we will catch you next week on the pod. Yeah.